0: The 28th of March 1975 is a really important day for me. The anniversary is coming up on Tuesday, I think it is, and, and it was a life-changing day for me. It was the day in the middle of my seminary life when I, after a lot of prayer and, and a lot of really serious thinking, I made the firm decision that I didn't want to be a priest. Now obviously you can see I'm a man of great conviction and commitment when it comes to decision making. I'm here telling you about it. But maybe it was God or just good chance that I happened to speak to my spiritual director at the time who went on to become Archbishop Bathurstby, but at the time he was really just a gentle, wise man. And I said to him that I was wanting to leave because a whole lot of my friends at the seminary were leaving in what seemed to be droves. And these were really good, capable people, people that I thought were very gifted, people I thought would make excellent priests, and they were making other decisions. And I just thought to myself, well, if they're doing it, then surely somebody with my lack of talent and ability, as I thought I had at 20 years of age, why would i be doing it so i thought no this is i've got to move on so i just simply said to him that god is not telling me what to do and i'm really troubled by that why won't god tell me what i'm supposed to do and he said well god won't tell you don't be waiting for god to tell you he said god doesn't tell god invites god invites he went on to say, God's invited you to have a look at this life of what it is that you might be doing. Explore it and see what the implications are. See whether there might be opportunities for you to grow as a person, to, to maybe hone some of those talents you don't think you've got. So you'll know for sure when you do have to go, but in the meantime, accept the invitation and explore what it is. Well, 42 years later, I'm still exploring. And I say that genuinely. I don't think at any particular stage do I say, this is definitely what I have to do. Some days I feel exactly this is just works well for me, and other days I start to look at other possibilities. I'd like to think that that's what happens to most people in their vocation in life. You're exploring the invitation to participate in it. You do it as as people of faith. Lots of people see that this is not what they're wanting to do and they go off in other directions. But um, the Archbishop finished that conversation by saying, you're looking too hard at the leaves and there's a wood holding them up behind it. Just look to the wood. Look to the things that's the strongest, the supporting thing behind it all. And ever since then... Looking at the wood instead of the trees has been something I've worked hard at doing. I mention that today particularly because we hear of some people who are looking so hard to find out what Jesus is on about that they miss what he's got to say. Throughout the three readings today there is a focus on light and the ability to see. We hear that uh, in the first reading, that God doesn't see people like we do. God doesn't look for the outer appearance. And that wonderful reading, um, the second reading from um, the, uh, sorry, the first reading from Samuel, where they, he didn't notice Joseph. Joseph was not a, a person of great appearance or ability, and yet he saw within this man something of the leadership that was required. Then we settle on the great passage of the man born blind. The whole conflict between the Pharisees who are supposed to be the people of vision. They're the leaders. They're the ones who are supposed to be able to tell others here is the fulfilment of the prophecy. But who is the teacher here? Who's the one that lets them see how blind they are? Jesus is a wonderful catalyst they witnessed a man who had been blind from birth cured. Now if we saw that we would just fall over with amazement. They saw it, but missed it. What they were worried about is Jesus doing something on the Sabbath that he wasn't supposed to do. They were ready to pick him up. They were ready to criticise him, watching for the first mistake so that they could say, see, this is a fake. He's doing something on the Sabbath. He's going against the law. Now, there would be conflict for all of us. Do we do the right thing sometimes, the thing that is is going to enrich our lives and the lives of others, but at the same time, sometimes, going against what the law of the church might say? It's an awful conflict and people go through it quite a lot. But behind it all, you have to ask the, yourself the question Am I doing this out of the other law of God, which says love of God and love of neighbour? Am I doing this some to sometimes avoid a responsibility? Am I doing am I going to, to break this law because it's not convenient for me at the moment? Now, that's not the reason to transgress something that might be lawful. You would need to ask yourself, am I comfortable standing before God knowing that I, what I've done, I've done for the very best of intentions? We have a blind man who could see what the Pharisees refused to see. They were looking for reason and blame, whereas he was looking for an insight into the way God works in his life. That's what we're here for today. Looking for some way, not an excuse to get out of something, but a reason to get further into something. We get confused by what we see in the world. We see a whole lot of contrary values. We see things that distract us. We see things that lure us in and say, this is the way you should lead your life. Acquire things. Get yourselves comfortable in life. Sit back and let it all happen around you. We also see a world that is far from perfect. And our God allows us to live in an imperfect world. Not so that we will just tolerate it or complain about it, but so that we can do something to change it. not saying I'm not gifted enough or I'm not worthy enough or some people are better. God won't tell you to do it. God will invite you to be part of it. That's why this really small part of the year called Lent is such an important occasion for us to start doing a little bit of looking, seeing things that for the rest of the year we've been trying to dismiss or ignore. This is a time not to turn away from what we can see is possible for us. It's a joyful season when we might, first of all, start to bring a bit of good humour and compassion to our, the own, our own blind spots. The things that we'd rather not see. The uncomfortable things that upset us sometimes. And so what do we do? We walk away. This is a time to be on guard when we get a little too confident about who God is for us and how God works and what God can and cannot do as far as we're concerned. To look at new options as to how God may visit us in this world. Let's not be too consumed with our own vision at this time but maybe try to see things from another's perspective. Maybe to lift those scales from our eyes not to be critical but to be uplifting Not to be destructive, but to be life-giving. Two weeks left to make this season happen for us. Please don't waste it. Because you'll look at the wood of the cross. Please don't see only leaves around it. See the heart of what Christ came to do. And respond as we know we should.